The City Life Supplement Podcast is made possible in part by the support of listeners just like you. If you like what you hear and you want to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit www.citylifesupplement.org backslash support. A chip off the block, a block off the park, she loves me hardly, a man in the fence at least. I can read most of the ads, dreamed in French, so far above me, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the City Life Supplement. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. It is... The last Saturday of the month, it's 8.30 p.m., and we're coming to you fake live from Transistor Chicago for our holiday-slash-family show. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la
crushed with a hammer and a towel, handfuls of them, spoonfuls of them, bowls of ice chips, and pickles of the Hot Mama movie pickle variety. That was all I could eat when she was inside me, kicking, flipping, doing jumping jacks, biting, I believe, writhing, biding her time like some Ridley Scott special effect. <laughs> I tasted my own breast milk one time, and not in a sexy fetish way with my tongue either. I just drank some out of a red coffee cup with a panda bear on it. You have to do these things sometimes, when they cry and cry and cry until your brain starts to break. Make sure that taste is not the problem. A quality assurance review. I've eaten smushy Gerber pudding cups of green beans, bananas, carrots, squash, sweet potatoes, peas, pears, peaches, and prunes. Yeah, prunes. And that was all in one day. One ridiculous parade of parent digest good intentions that ended in gagging tears. My pee looked like Neapolitan ice cream in both color and consistency. <laughs> we baked a cake together when she could reach the countertop on her tiptoes. The dog kept me up the night before with some explosive diarrhea. I sang into a spoon and twirled her around. I noticed a little smear of chocolate icing on her pants, scooped it with a finger, slapped it on my tongue, and it wasn't chocolate icing. In those years, we spent our summer days together watching Reading Rainbow while I made her a jelly sandwich. She would beg me out of a little packet of Skittles before lunch. The reds were her favorite. She made that clear. Indian style in the living room, she would savor them with the quiet joy of a four-year-old with choices. One day, I checked on her again and again, just to find the same two in her sweaty palm. One yellow, one red. Little fingers closing, opening. They all tasted like vile to me, but she could always find the subtleties. She would challenge herself to guess the color, eyes closed. There was a world of difference between those two Skittles. Minutes passed, the crust long since cut off. LeVar Burton had closed the last book. I saw her shoulders heave with a sigh, one candy catapult to her mouth. As she came slouching to the kitchen, I busied myself with a towel. Between two dirty fingernails, she handed me a damp red Skittle and said, Mommy, I saved one for you. I think that's kind of how the show is going to go tonight, just varying wildly between disgusting dog poop eating and really sweet and lovely, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I wonder who that could be. I'm, oh, I'm going to check the door. I'm just going to walk down there in my usual hard-soled shoes and open the thing up. And mail call! Hey! Well, if it isn't our City Life Supplement, Mailman Melman. Everybody, Melman, Melman, come on. Happy non-offensive yeah. term for this time of year to you all. <laughs> all right. Melman, I'm a little surprised to see you. I mean, one month in between visits, that's pretty good for Chicago Postal Service, right? This is my busy time of year, but mm. I always have time for my good friend, Matt. Yeah, well, so do, you, do we have any mail? You might, but first, don't you have something for me? What? 
it's generally customary to give your mailman a little gift around Christmas time. Thank us all for the hard work. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, oh, of course. And we do thank you for the hard work. And here, sir, this is for you. A card. How nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is an Easter card. Like, like I said, we weren't expecting you so soon. <laughs> Five bucks. Mm-hmm. That's it? Nope. No mail for you guys. Well, I, I meant to put more in there. Five more. Mm-hmm. I think I might have a few pieces of junk mail in here for you. Fifteen. Oh, maybe a Victoria's Secret catalog somewhere. All right, twenty, twenty. That's right. I've Jesus. got a few postcards All in right. here. That uh, Maurice guy. Hey, Maurice von Plotsky. What's he up to these days? I don't know. Let's find out. From the Loop to the Louvre. From Lake Michigan to the Caspian Sea, he's seen it all. Sure, the rest of the world is amazing, but Chicago's got the goods to keep the finest jet setter pleased. Ladies and gentlemen, Maurice von Plotsky, the international. Thanks, Maurice. Shalom! In the Holy Land, I took part in the pilgrimage from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, following brightly festooned Arabian horses to a grotto many claim to be the birthplace of the Christ child. In Chicago, I once saw a guy in a dirty Santa suit get pushed onto the L tracks. Hmm. Oh, now, Matt, that's terribly disturbing. Yeah. I mean, imagine, you know, you're like a young mother and uh, you got your little kid riding next to you in the Uh car and you're driving, going Christmas shopping Mm -hmm. and you drive under the L tracks and bam, there's Santa's severed head lands right on the windshield. It's traumatizing. Which part would be traumatizing? You you had a tough child. (laughs) God, you in Lillehammer, Norway. I attended the celebration of the Feast of St. Lucia, where a girl in a candle-covered headdress leads a procession to celebrate midwinter and man's perseverance through darkness. Last year in Chicago, the Polish mob cut off my neighbor's big toe. Mm. Matt, did you know there are more Polish people in Chicago than any other place in the world except for Warsaw, Poland? Our borders are like tissue paper, I swear to God. Feliz Navidad In Caracas I joined a Paradura del Nino Or Parade of the Child Singing traditional Venezuelan Christmas songs As we marched across the city I then joined a Christmas feast That went from midnight to sunrise On Christmas morning In Chicago I got Chinese food from Rahm Emanuel Amor Maurice yeah, that that little guy, Rom. No, as a Jew, I can sympathize. What? Well, well, see, I didn't know you were Jewish. What's your last name? Milman. Milman, Milman, the mailman. That's right. Well, that's very punny. <laughs> Happy holidays, my friend. I, see you in a few months. Yeah, I, I love you. I love you too, man. In a man way. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Get out of here. Get out of here. Close the door behind you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the parade uh, coming to the stage here. Let's welcome Bailey D. Bailey D., come on up. What are you going to play? Uh, we're going to do a, uh, 
a Billie Holiday number called Do You Know What It Means to Miss New Orleans? I wanted to do songs that either reminded you of home around the holidays or a holiday song. So I'm going to do two songs that remind me of the holidays and one holiday song. Because we'll hear enough of those coming up soon. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. Billy D. Bailey D. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. How did you know my stage name? <laughs> All right, boys, you ready? Do you know what it means to New Orleans and miss it each night and day well I know I'm not wrong that feeling's getting stronger each night that I those moss-covered vines, those tall sugar pines, where mockingbirds used to sing, and I love to Thank you. 
It reminds me of the holidays. It's called I'm Going to Move on the Outskirts of Town. Outskirts! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
show that we all hate or love or hate to love I can't remember that hipster soap opera as the world sighs Fuck. in honor of the holiday season as the world sighs presents it's a whatevs life Starring Justin Hipsterman as the hipster whose life has gone awry. My, my life is totally butt-effed. <laughs> Shay Farrington, the rich girl gone hipster. That's mega hipster. Carlo Grossweiner, the hipster who killed his girlfriend Bryn and is currently serving time in jail. Hashtag solstice. <laughs> and Bryn Montana as the angel Clarence. What? My name is still Bryn. <laughs> As the world sighs. Ooh. Clarence. What? My name is Bryn. God damn it. I most certainly will not. Now, do you see that man down there? You mean the one smoking Parliament, drinking Pappy Van Winkle, and sporting a handlebar mustache? Yeah, what about him? His name is Justin Hipsterman, and he's in dire trouble. He's contemplating suicide, and only you can help him. This is a chance for you to earn your wings. This is so boring. God. Yes? Ah, Jesus Christ, never mind. Would you rather speak to my son? Shut up! Ugh. Let me fill you in on the history of this poor soul. Don't bother. I've known Justin since I started dating my ex-boyfriend, Carlo. I mean, 
my boyfriend, my murderer. I mean, I don't know, relationship status is complicated. Carlo and Justin went to high school together. Carlo used to be a total nerd, so he was Justin's tutor, and in return, Justin tried to make him cool by teaching him about jizz about vinyl and Sufjan Stevens and trucker hats. Today, the role of Carlo Grossweiner will be played by Jack Birdwell. Okay, Justin, what is the square root of 144? Carlo, math erodes my creative expression. What's your favorite band? Uh, uh, Hoobastank? Um, no, Hooba, no. The answer to that question is Wolf Parade. They're mega deck. <laughs> is that like a, a megabyte? <laughs> Dude, no. I, I, I know I'm not cool, Justin. Help me. I'm, I'm putty in your hands. <laughs> Pound sign, silly putty. What? What's that? I, I, I don't know. I just suddenly felt the need to express myself in 140 characters or less and mark it with a pound sign. That's rad. That's rad. That could catch on. Well, anyway, sh should we start a band together? Let's call it Comic Sans. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Ow. Ow, my. Ah. And that was their best song. <laughs> After high school, Justin and Carlo moved to Wicker Park, and in 2K8, Justin met his new neighbor. Hey, could you hold the door while I bring my fixie in? Oh, sure. So my name's Shay Farrington, and I'm new to the building. I just graduated from college, and I'm looking into law schools for the fall. So what's your name? Yo, I'm Justin Hipster Man, and your face looks really good. Oh, thanks, yeah. I think. <laughs> well, I'm off to the Unite Women's Rally in Lincoln Park. Would you mm. care to join me? I wouldn't be caught dead east of Ashland, no. <laughs> but why don't you blow off that rally? And come day drink with me, and we'll hit up an American apparel. <laughs> okay, that I guess I could good? do that. <laughs> but now, Justin is despondent that he and Shay have broken up, and his bandmate Carlo is in jail for killing someone. Me? He killed me! God, do you need to write these things down? Jesus. He thinks his life is worthless. I'm dispatching you to Earth in angel form. I want you to show Justin what his life would be like if he were never born! Ugh, seriously, this is so lame. As the world sighs. It's been a hell of a month in Ravens Park. That's my neighborhood here in the 51st Ward of Chicago, and winter is here. Fuck that. Fuck that. But, you know, the holiday season, it, it, it sort of softens the blow a little bit, and, and it is truly upon us right now because the stores are full, there's a tree in almost every window, and the radiators are on and rattling like the chains of Jacob Marley. There is nothing like Christmas in this city, folks. The energy is palpable, light poles wrapped in garland. The mag mile seems extra mag, doesn't it? And you and your wife, you swore that you were too cool, and this was too cool of a city for you to ever leave for the suburbs. But then you had your daughter, and you weren't cool anymore, and you were out. You were gone to Skokie. Now, I've, I've always said that all of us, we'd... we'd that don't have kids, that live in the city, should be thankful for crime, 
and uh, Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago winter because without those terrible things, none of us would be able to afford to live here. <laughs> it would just be way too nice. <laughs> there, see, there are, of course, a handful of upsides to the suburbs that your city friends envy, sure. Every time that they uh, visit, they take their shoes off and they walk around the green grass of your yard and they pretend like it's their yard secretly in their minds. Now, but mostly they just have fun busting your balls about uh, the cultural shortcomings of the suburbs and it is all true. But you, ha but you have to say that you've found since living there the one cultural advantage that the suburbs have over the city is Red Lobster. <laughs> now, yeah, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, and your friends say it too. What about frog and snail? What about girl and goat? What about Owen and engine? What about elephant and nightstand leg? Or whatever, <laughs> any of those weird ampersand restaurants. They're good, but, but, but you, you just let their ridicule melt away like butter on all 12 of the Cheddar Bay biscuits you consumed last night. See, Friday night is family dinner night out, and uh, last night was red and lobster, as you're... You're taking to calling it these days. And you and your wife, you picked up your daughter from school. You drove straight to the restaurant. And I know that makes for a 4 p.m. dinner, but you live in Skokie now. You're doing all kinds of old people stuff. You're watching CBS. It's, it's terrible. Any, anyway, your daughter, she was quiet, you know, angsty, pensive, full of ennui, an odd state for a five-year-old, you thought. She, she didn't even perk up when Call Me Maybe came on the radio, so and that song was written for five-year-olds. So, so you and your wife, you knew something was wrong with her by the time that you had shown, you'd been shown to your booth, so you asked, and, and she said that some of the kids in her class were making fun of her at her class's holiday party. Now, there was something that you knew that you'd have to deal with someday because it was completely your fault. You, your wife is Jewish, you're a Gentile, and uh, neither of you practice a faith as evidenced by your Jewish wife eating the hell out of some bacon-wrapped shrimp right now. <laughs> two sides, one bite. She, two sins, one bite, she calls it. She, does, she delivers it a lot better than I did. <laughs> she had grown up with uh, two very different holidays this time of year, the two of you, so you thought it would be cute to combine them, you know, into one hybrid holiday that only the two of you and now three celebrate. You call it Jumas. <laughs> Not in mixed company, of course. You would never say that. So, so your poor five-year-old daughter, she got made fun of for thinking that Santa was, you know, Jesus' rabbi and, and for being confused when they sang the 12 days of Christmas because she was under the impression that there were only eight days of Christmas. So, so over a pound and a half of oversteamed crab legs, you have to explain to your child that, yes, her family is weird, and then you have to try to sell her on how lucky she is to find that out so early in life. Then, then she asks the question, Why didn't you just do both holidays? Or just pick one? Why you gotta do it so stupid? You didn't like her calling things stupid, so you taught her to say stupid, and now everything is stupid. But it was a good question, nevertheless. Of course, when you and your wife were young and in love and getting stoned every night, you'd thought that the, the hybrid holiday was hilarious and cheeky and something only the two of you could think of. <laughs> you missed the Festivus episode of, of Seinfeld. But there were real reasons behind it, traumatic reasons, that you would now have to share in detail with your five-year-old daughter. Your wife started. Uh, well, 
Honey? She said, dabbing at a spot of clarified butter on her blouse. I, like many Jewish children, suffered from what we call Christmas envy. Uh, as a child, the way I saw it was that Hanukkah was some low-rent Christmas with candles, and my parents couldn't really offer an argument. It just it wasn't that fun. And then our cat Spike, he caught his tail on fire in the menorah, and he ran and hid under my bed, which it caught my bed on fire, which then burned our house down. Oh. And well, you know, we just we just decided to 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 quit. Was Spike okay? Oh, yeah, he, he survived, but, you know, from that day on, he was an anti-Semite. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was constantly hissing and swatting at all of us, but if someone came over who was, wasn't Jewish... A Gentile! That's right, sweetheart, that's called a Gentile. Then he would just start purring, and he'd, he'd try to go home with them. Oh, <laughs> oh Spike! <laughs> your, yeah. your kind-hearted daughter was moved, and now it was your turn to tell your story. Now, my story, honey, you started is kind of like your mom's in that it involves the family pet. You see, my great-aunt Beulah... What kind of name is that, Daddy? Uh, Beulah. Oh, well, it's, uh, a long time ago, people used to give their kids stupid names. That's oh. <laughs> all I can figure. Anyway, she, she, was always, she was always giving us fruitcake every year. What's a fruitcake, Daddy? Well, sweetie, it's like the opposite of a Cheddar Bay biscuit. See? So, so, so yeah, so we, we would thank her profusely. Oh, thank you, Beulah. And then we would throw it in the garbage immediately as soon as she left for like 12 years, every year. And then one year, I got the bright idea to feed it to my dog, Homer. And he wouldn't eat it at first. We thought that was funny. And then finally, he took a couple of bites. And then, and then of course, Homer dropped dead that night, baby. And I love that dog. And there was also the fact that I mean, it could have been one of us, you know, and, and, and anybody in the family and the uncertainty, you know, of what had just happened. Either Aunt Beulah was, a, was just a terrible cook or a very patient assassin. We couldn't be sure. Sweet, sweetie, sweetie, you're, you're spiraling. Oh, right, 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 Beulah. So, okay, so Christmas always made, honey, baby, it always made me a little sad after that. I'm sorry, but, but then I met your mommy, and my life was so much happier, and we started doing Jumas, and, and that was fun, and then, then we had you, and our lives got even happier, and Jumas was Honey, just a huge baby, part. please don't say Jumas so loud. We're in Skokie. Right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So it, so it, it was just part of our lives, so we just kept doing it, and I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry that you got made fun of because of it. She thought for a moment, twisting her mouth, and then... Then she smiled for the first time that night and said, That's okay, Daddy. It was just Tommy Sanders. <laughs> and he's the stupidest kid in class. Oh, Tommy Sanders, he is really dumb. Yeah. Even for a five-year-old. Honey, don't. No, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But then, then your baby dug into her little cat and kid's meal like none of it had ever happened. And your wife, she squeezed your hand under the table and you knew what that squeeze meant. One hard conversation down, 20,000 to go. 40,000. You squeezed back. You had another biscuit, and you enjoyed a reasonably priced suburban meal with two of the most beautiful women in the world. And that's the story here in Ravens Park where Stoopy is as Stoopy does. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> In a space I fill the void And we
We could mix and change our minds I never pick my vices anymore, anymore I trade my backup for my backup And it's too late, no one as of yet has complained And I could make myself the follow-up question Do what you do and you did And you could be a bit more clear of your intentions Flowing like rivers delivers me into the next room Alleys of conscience and consequence Giving the right words to lead me home Take it back if it wasn't true Illuminate the value of a plausible excuse And she's the sacrament I'm searching for Fishing for complaints, seeing me as bait Underneath the ass so thick I'd never sleep with the door closed again Ooh, we strove Twin bits of the common sense trapped in the pathways we choke on Selfish revisits to themes I have hit in the real song I'm almost there home Sleep. Oh, what's wrong? Are you worried about the weather on Christmas Eve? No, it's the darn fiscal cliff. Oh, honey, not the fiscal cliff again. I know. You've got to stop worrying about these I things. I just don't understand why someone would play partisan games at a time like this. Now, now, explain the fiscal cliff again. It's the... It's terrible. I know, but just remind me the details. If the cuts and the tax... We could fall over the... If the yahoos in Congress... It's too hard to explain. But we're screwed, I think. We're screwed. Oh, Santa, honey, there's nothing you can do. Well, I'm getting some rather pointed letters to Santa about it. Really? Ho, ho, ho. Most people assume I'm a Republican since I'm a really old white man. Well, that's not fair. Well, it kind of is. But I'm getting it from both sides. I had a kid the other day sit on my lap and accuse me of trying to redistribute his toy wealth. Oh, the handout argument again. Oh, 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 Jesus Christ. Oh, dear. <laughs> you just lay back down and try to get some sleep. Do you want some warm milk and a peppermint stick? No, thanks. I think I'll be all right. Let's just go back to sleep. Yes, let's do that. Hmm. And what about Syria? Oh, Syria. Are we going to put boots on the ground or not? 
Do we have a moral obligation to help those people? Do we even really know what's happening? I can't pronounce anyone's name over there, and I'm scared to death of all of them. Now, please, you've got to stop worrying about these things you can't control. Just, honey, think about the toys. Oh, well, now that just reminds me of the elven spring. Oh, honey, honey, the elven spring turned out all right. Not if the elven brotherhood feels the vacuum of power. Yes, that wouldn't be good. They are, well, they're assholes. I should... I should never have shipped all those toy jobs to the elves in China. Oh, honey, those aren't elves. I... I just don't know where this world is headed. Well, you can't control that. Listen to me, Nick. You're a good man who cares about everyone. I'm usually very jolly. You're the jolliest man I know. I love how when you laugh, your belly shakes like a bowl full of jelly. Ho, ho, ho! Hey, who you calling a hoe? Ho, ho, ho! I love that joke. Oh, honey. I know the world seems, well, double fucked. <laughs> but I think if each of us doesn't let fear steal our joy of life, then the world will be a much happier and a little calmer place in spite of it all. I know. You're always right. I love you, Mrs. Claus. I love you, Mr. Claus. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think you'll be able to sleep now? Can I have one of your ambience? Oh, sure. I'll get you a glass of wine. Allison, favorite Christmas carol? Uh, Santa Claus coming to town. Start us. Watch out. You better not cry. You better not shout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You can join in. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Dan, Dan, favorite Christmas carol. Uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Kim, hit us. Jolly old singer. Jolly old Saint Nicholas, lean your ear this way. No, there's something about a watch. Uh, Let's just do misconnections. Allison Tolman, tell us what a misconnection is. I will tell you what a misconnection is. So there's a community bulletin board on the interwebs uh, called Craigslist.org, and there is a section of that called Misconnections where you can go and post an ad if you have seen someone on a train that you think might you know, be your soulmate or something and you need to find them again. Mm. Um, but we like to read them to you guys. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Ow, ow person. We got a woo girl. Uh, okay. That, that was a or woo guy. boy. Or guy. Yeah, it was a woo boy. It's not we'll cast take, any You know what? We'll take whatever woos we can get. Yeah, fuck. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm whatever. Okay. Um, so this one, um, the title is 
P-L-Z-E-N, which I think is how the cool kids are spelling Pilsen. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So you are... You, you already hate this person? Yes. Pilsen. P-L-Z-E-N. Yeah. Okay, I want to point out that this man is 30 years old. Okay. That's Pilsen. not old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll come in play. Okay. Um, first of all, there, there's, there are no capital letters in this post. You should know that. All right, here we go. I walked in. You were closing. I left. I said, I like you. I still like you. Let's talk. I don't have any money, so I can't come back in today. <laughs> That's not a good way to lead into no. a relationship. No. I don't have any money. It's honesty. It's honesty. That's good. I guess so. No, it's not I don't good. Not he doesn't have the money to come visit her at the bar where she's working. Oh. He's he, can't, he can't even buy... He can't, you can't buy a PBR? Well, where else are you closing? I mean, I guess... Maybe she works at, like, Louis Vuitton. Or a strip club. Because, <laughs> like, he can't just browse. Like, <laughs> he feels compelled to buy something when he goes and visits her at work. I can't buy that any makes, more $6,000 boots. <laughs> I just can't do it. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Gotta wait for a paycheck to come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like him a lot better now. Thanks for, help, <laughs> thanks for helping me suss that out, you guys. Pills. Um, okay. This one, the title says... Joey met you at West Lawn Cemetery. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cemeteries oh, yeah. are super romantic places. Um, okay, and the, the body of it says, Joey ran back to ask you for your number, but you were gone. Would like to get together again. And then there's a smiley winky face. And then it's signed Dan. Which means that Dan sent Joey back. Uh-huh. To find her. I guess, I don't know, maybe Joey met her. I don't know if Dan has met her. This is the most confusing one we've ever <laughs> read. Joey I, met you at Westlawn Cemetery. Yeah. I'm assuming she's alive. Wingman. Why? I mean, Shtick. I guess he's the wingman. I don't know. But I, don't, I think it's weird he doesn't specify that he also met her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, You'll remember Joey, but maybe You'll remember not, Joey. We've never me. met. Yeah. Okay, uh, this one, the title says, Sixth Grade Teacher, Room 310. Oh. I I like the way it starts. You know who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I want to point out that this one had a a picture at the bottom, which was like a little cartoon of like an electrician. Or like a... a, a, I don't know. You'll understand. Okay. um, So the, the body of it says... I would love to hear more about your story. Maybe coffee or a few drinks. By the way, the buzzing in your classroom is gone. Maybe I need to check your shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Heads up, room 310. Your future husband is here. I don't get it. No. Oh, it's a... It's a double entendre. It's, a, it's an electrician I double entendre. <laughs> That's jargon. Yeah, buzzing. I don't. Shorts. Nah, I don't Miss know. Connections. It, what do you got? Maybe he realized, like, he was like, oh no! Like, he posted it and he was like, what if she thinks I mean her pants? Oh, I was being nice. <laughs> Poor guy. No. Maybe he's just bad with words. Okay. Uh, clearly. All right. Um, this one. This one is awesome. It says. <laughs> it says cute guy standing outside his apartment and then in parentheses it says halfway house <laughs> yeah 
That's a good one. There's more. That's good. Oh, good. Uh, this is on the north side, where we are now. Awesome. Um, okay, it says, <laughs> I was walking to the L when I passed you. I'm pretty sure that place is a halfway home, but I'm not here to judge. <laughs> Anyways, you were white or Hispanic, and... <laughs> It's a toss-up. It was dark. <laughs> I like not, that they're implying sure. that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what matters most is that he's living in a halfway house yeah, on the possibly. north side. Uh, you were white or Hispanic mm-hmm. and really handsome. Mm-hmm. I was the tall, curvy girl who walked past and said hello. I wouldn't be good for your recovery, but I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> Misconnection. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Misconnection. I wouldn't be good for your recovery. I wouldn't be good for his recovery <laughs> either, probably. Yeah. No, no. It's sweet, though. I guess feel like that's actually the way a great love story starts. <laughs> yeah. In like an 80s movie or something, maybe. Yeah, they have to overcome the fact that she is an alcoholic and. He's the so alcoholic. Oh, no. She Stop implies that she has a problem. Her... Does she? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be good for your recovery because she has I poor get... choice in men. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about the whole like AA, you can't date someone for a year thing. Oh, maybe she was what? saying she's a drunk. I don't understand anybody today. Oh, doesn't Matt, make any sense. Matt threw his copy away, so we're stopping. Thank you. Let's do connections. Thank you, Miss Connections. Let's do a little intermission before we go. This season of the City Life Supplement show and podcast, it's brought to you by the generous support of the Richard H. Treehouse Foundation, as well as listeners like you. And we also want to take a moment tonight to wish our pals in American Blues Theater a happy opening weekend for their production of It's a Wonderful Life, live at the Biograph for over a decade. This ensemble has transported audiences to a 1940s radio broadcast of Frank Capra's holiday classic. The show runs through December 30th. If you like live radio shows after tonight, we think you should go. Check them out at AmericanBluesTheater.com. Back in 10. The second act is brought to you by Transistor Chicago. Transistor Chicago, equal parts art gallery. It's a bookstore, it's a record shop, it's a specialty audio electronics boutique, and it is so much more. Check out www.transistorchicago.com. And these, this show that we're doing is recorded using microphones from CAM Instruments, focused on innovative designs, Contributing to the advancement of modern music with simple and accessible products at prices as good as they sound. For more, find out at Cam Instruments. That's K-A-M Instruments.com. Let's get started. Start off, we're gonna see if we can establish a connection with our old-time reporter. Herbert Morrison, who is coming to us live from an office holiday party, I think, in River North, and uh, he's with his sound man, Charlie Murphy. Now, Herbert, can you hear me? Yes, hello. Yeah, Herbert, can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing down there? Certainly, Matt. This small to mid-sized room is filled with colleagues milling about, drinking and chatting. Over here, we have an actual punch bowl with, from Crate and Barrel. And over here, it appears that someone has spilled an entire container of Chex Mix and then disappeared. 
People are chatting in small groups of three and four, struggling to hear each other over the music being DJed by Kevin from Accounts Payable. <laughs> Tonight he's calling himself Kevin MC Allister. <laughs> and is currently spinning a mashup of Kelly Clarkson's Mr. Know-It-All and Carly Simon's You're So Vain, which he, unsurprisingly, mixed himself. One young woman looks to have settled in well with a, to a conversation with a man who appears to be the boss. He has just laughed heartily at one of her jokes about labor unions. She is going to use that as an out, it seems, and excuse herself on a high note. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. She's just used the term Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. But her boss is Jewish. He's Jewish! Oh, no. Oh. Charlie, do you see? Are we rolling? Oh, she's realized her error. Mr. Lieberstein looks slightly displeased, but that could be the duck pate. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, please, no. Charlie. Charlie. She's going to try to correct it instead of letting it lie. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. She's telling him how much she respects the Jewish faith. <laughs> oh. She's telling him how once her best friend's mother let her light the menorah when she was 13. Oh! Oh, why? Why? She's just said L'chaim. She's said L'chaim and raised her glass. She's making it weird. She's making it weird. It would have been fine, but she's making it weird. Oh, the humanity! Oh, dear God, I cannot look. I must look away. My God, she looks like a grade-A moron. <laughs> oh, I don't know how she'll recover. I simply don't know if she can. Matt. Yeah. Matt. Yes, yes. I simply must... Okay, Herbert. Herbert! Well, I, I uh, guess we lost him. Now, does anybody else feel like he overreacts to stuff just a little bit? <laughs> She sounded sexy. I like to make things weird with her. Anyway, uh, now, now I look, folks, like I'm having fun up here, you know, but we can, I think, just chalk that up to the old Lyle charm. <laughs> it's not really fair. I can just start doing that at any time and... and uh, party starts. But to be honest, I'm, I'm down in the dumps. I'm, uh, I hate this time of year. I do. I'm sorry. And I don't want to sing any more stupid carols up here. And I don't want to make my gingerbread house, Kim. Hey. And I, I don't really feel like I'm hosting some jolly podcast right now. So I'm sorry. I know it's going to bum everybody out a little bit, but I'm canceling the rest of the show. Just get the hell out of here. Go on. Get out of here. And uh, there's no refund for your tickets. You can just uh, deal with it. Bye, humbug. I'm taking a nap. Ooh. Go away. No. Ooh. No. Just shut up, will you? I'm trying to hibernate through this awful season. Wake up, Ebenezer Matt. No, wake, wake me up for New Year's. I, I just, I don't want any of this. Boo! Ah, shit. 
Are you a ghost? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of a tired concept, but well, let's roll with it. Keep going. I'm here to remind you of how things, things were. were. Think, things stunk, dude. Man, they always have. Now, go away. <gasps> oh, hey, where are we? We're in your childhood, Matthew. This used mm. to be your favorite time of year. Yeah. Wait a second. Is this... Mrs. Davison's English room. Your class had a party the last day before Christmas break. You are 13 years old. Wait, is this when... Becky Armanson, the mistletoe. My first kiss. That's right. Wow. Look at how you blush as she pulls you behind the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. How the young, innocent lips awkwardly touch. How you accidentally punch her in her newly developed breast. I called it stealing second. A classic boob punch. <laughs> That's right. You love these times, man. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, but Becky just ended up tearing out my heart, mm -hmm. ghost. By Valentine's Day, she'd made out with Ricky Del Vecchio and all three of the Steiner triplets. She was... A total skank, I know, I it... know. But for now, look look how perfect the moment was. Oh, no, I'm getting called by Mrs. Davidson, and she's going to call my dad, and he's just going to tell me I'm grounded, even though he's happy I'm not gay like he expected. On to the next stop. No, spirit, you're just showing me more proof of why Christmas ruins everything. I'm just going to go back to but sleep But the show, quickly. Matt. No, humbug the show. You're all a bunch of Christmas lunatics. <laughs> Come and know me better, man. Who, who, the heck are, who the heck are you? Why, I'm the ghost of Christmas present. I'm here to show you how great things can be, even now. Oh, humbug to Have you, Have a too. look for yourself. Oh, hey. That's me. I'm sipping a cup of eggnog, packing up the show after, after, the, after the show, and the rest of the cast is there, and we're, we're all having a great time. Look at that. That's right. You had them rolling in the aisles. And that's an exec from NPR, a high-powered exec, and he's signing us to a 12-episode deal. Yes. It's the power of the Yuletide. Oh, my gosh. Are these all things that are going to happen this Christmas? It's the power of the Yuletide. And now Bruce Springsteen is giving me guitar lessons? And I'm riding a giant dog, and Chad is turning into a sexier version of Condoleezza Rice like I always picture when I'm in the shower. It's the power of the Yuletide, Matthew! Hold the phone. Hmm? This can't be real. You're just showing me things that I want to happen, not things that will happen. They will happen. Mm. All you have to do is believe. Now, let's move on. No, I'm sick of you ghosts coming in here and trying to change my mind. Now, get out of here. Not until you learn to love Christmas. No, now, I would never hit a woman. Okay, but lady ghosts, I got no problem with that. Did you just punch me in the boob? I stole second. That's yeah. what I'm talking That's about. That's right. Now, maybe, maybe there's something to all this Christmas stuff after all. What do you think? That is really not the point I was trying to make. Thank you, spirit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God, what is that noise? Ah. Oh. Who are you? Uh, he's not saying anything, and he's tall, you know, and he's covered in a big black cloak, almost entirely still. Spirit, are you the ghost of Christmas future? Oh, oh I, I think he just nodded. Are you here to show me how bad the world will be if I stay like this, but that maybe I can change and make it all better? Spirit, spirit, why won't you speak? 
Sorry, I was eating a peanut butter sandwich and I couldn't talk. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like glue sometimes. Yeah. Do you have any milk? Well, let me check here. Hey, Chad, did your mom pack you any milk tonight? Little Chatty needs strong bones. Of course she did. <laughs> well, well give, let me have it. But my bones. Just give it to me. <laughs> Here you go, spirit. Oh, thanks. You're a real lifesaver, pal. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, but I'm confused. Aren't you supposed to be the silent, creepy ghost who shows me my grave? Yeah, normally I do, but it's Saturday, you know? <laughs> I don't feel like being all glum. Let's have some fun. Yeah, well, you're in the right place. I just punched that lady ghost's ghost boob. You stole seconds. <laughs> exactly. And it was a blast. I think I'm learning what this Christmas thing is all about. I think you're really missing the point. No, I really think I get it, spirit. Ow! <laughs> see, see, if I act cheery and I, I wear lots of green and red, I can just be a total creep and no one will notice. No, that's completely no, wrong. I love Christmas now. Thanks, thanks, ghosts. I'm just going to go and buy the biggest turkey I can. But what about the show? Oh, God. Damn it. Okay, I guess we'll finish the show, and then I'm getting festive. You're hopeless. Come on, you two. Well, goodbye. Hmm. Oh, oh, there's their sound. Yeah, bye. Wow, what a helpful bunch. Merry Christmas, everybody, and God bless us, everyone. And let me tell you something. Uh, let's welcome to the stage now someone whose boob I'm probably not going to punch. Probably. She's shaking her head. She's giving me two thumbs up. Um, I'll be gentle. All right, uh, Bailey D, ladies and gentlemen, give me a big round of applause. Talent here is very great. I've been having such a wonderful time watching everybody, so thank you so much again for having us and allowing us to be part of this. Thank you. You ready? Answered my wish, my Christmas wish that you take me home and we'd be alone and you'd put a record on. We let it run out. We're letting the scratches and the
online baileyd.com uh, that song is available for download for free all month uh, so please feel free to go to baileyd.com check that out done, done. Uh, we're playing next uh, with full bands December 7th at the Honk Tonk Barbecue in Pilsen and December 28th at uh, the California Clipper so come on out you guys thank you Bailey thanks for being here thank you and now the exciting continuation of it's a whatevs life. As the world sighs. Part two. Missed chord. Man, my life sucks. I used to date a rad chick and play an even radder band that I cared more about. Yeah, all right. Now I have nothing. I'm like a poor person who doesn't choose to be poor like I do. I wish I never came to Wicker Park. I wish I was never born. What the F? Bryn? I'm your guardian angel. I was sent here to show you what your life would be like if you'd never been born. Let's get this over with. Huh. My pot dealer, Gideon, says that every time a hipster sighs, an angel gets his wings. Shut up! Let's go. Where are you taking me? To a wicker park where Justin Hipsterman was never born. Oh, where the F are we? Who's that guy? What's that midget doing? What mid... That's not a midget, that's a baby! Oh, oh my god. Oh. We're in the operating room of Wicker Park Children's Hospital, and that man is your friend, Dr. Carlo Grosswiener, pediatric neurosurgeon. I'm not sure how the two of you got in here, but this is highly irregular. This is an operating room. You need to leave immediately. Carlo, it's me. It's Justin. I'm sorry for everything, bro. Let's get the band back together. Mm. I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I'm not in a band. I'm a doctor, philanthropist, and a respected member of this community. I don't have time for nonsense like playing in a band. Don't you recognize me? I've never seen you before in my life. Now leave immediately before I call security. Justin, let's scram. Hashtag, I'd still hit that. <laughs> OMG, Carlo is a plant rapist. <laughs> what? 
what? Oh, oh my God, no, oh my God, no. He said philanthropist. What, huh? You're so stupid. Well, Oh my God. Yeah. That's someone who donates money to charitable causes. Oh, what a sellout. He, mu- <laughs> he must be dead inside. Oh, where are we now? Hey, is that my ex-girlfriend, Shay Farrington? Uh, yeah, genius. What's she wearing? That's a pantsuit. <gasps> I know. She's being sworn in as the youngest female senator ever. She looks like a soccer mom. <gasps> this is a disaster. I know, right, Herringbone? What the fuck? I'll uh, turn to Shay. Uh. Shay! Shay, it's me. It's Justin. Your boo. Shay, it's your bass playing boo. Who is this man? Please escort him off the premises. Shay, what political party are you affiliated with? Why, the Republican Party, of course. No! My friends obviously need me in their lives to maintain their indie cred. <laughs> Bryn, I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Justin, calm down. Justin, oh. shut up. Oh, my God. Where are we? <laughs> Where does it, where does oh. it look like, Demi? We're back in your apartment in Wicker Park. Oh. Things are back to normal. Carlo and Shay never became doctors or Republicans or contributing members of society. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. Don't think that, old dude. Thank me. Oh, thank you, Bryn. Yeah. Now it is truly a whatevs life. <sighs> time a hipster size an angel does get her wings. Wow. What? I'm not a hipster. I hate hipsters. <laughs> As the world Shrouded in darkness, Jay crouched behind the gas grill on his rooftop deck, his right hand holding the camera viewfinder against the eye hole of his ski mask, his left hand and wrist trembling under the weight of the massive lens. Careful not to make a sound, he slowly turned in place to complete a 360 scan of his surroundings, this time going counterclockwise for the sake of variety. On three sides, he took in the expanse of third-story residential rooftops, identical to his own disappearing in every direction into the distance. To the west, L-tracks, power lines, and the dark expanse of the park. Survey complete, Jay put down the camera and pulled out a worn journal from the side pocket of his black cargo pants. Clenching a flashlight in his teeth and shielding its light with his body, he made an entry on the page labeled 2012. 2330. No sign. Jay reviewed this evening's entries, starting with the first one at 2100. It didn't take long since each one read the same. No sign. As his sigh dissipated into the cold night air, Jay poured coffee into a thermos on a cup balanced on his knee, wiggling his toes in his boots and trying to recall the difference between hypothermia and frostbite. He weighed out the prices he was willing to pay for his vigil. Three of those prices were sleeping downstairs at the moment. His two kids... Unsure as to why their dad had again forsaken them on Christmas Eve to camp out on the roof. His wife, angry, and even worse, maybe a little hurt, that she once more had to put the presents from Santa around the tree by herself. 
this would be the last time he put them through this. Jay prayed as he took a sip from the mouth slip he'd cut in the ski mask, the inside of which had taken on the permanent smell of sour milk and jerky. He, he could feel it. He told himself this would be the last year, which would mean no more sneaking around, no more lies, no more stealing holiday lawn decorations from his own yard in the middle of the nights leading up to Christmas Eve, no more blaming the thefts on fictitious culprits, no more telling his family that he was going up on the roof dressed like a ninja to stand watch in case they struck again. No more head-shaking glares from his wife. No more eye rolls from his five-year-old daughter. It was hard believing in Santa Claus, Jay lamented. Hard and getting harder. With each passing year, it was becoming increasingly crucial that he produce evidence that validated both his inexplicable belief and, more importantly, his inexplicable behavior. This was the only secret he kept from his wife, and even though he went to great pains to conceal the fact that he was concealing something, he could tell from the look in her eyes that she knew something was amiss. It was damaging them, and he felt the only thing that could fix it at this point was to walk into the kitchen tomorrow morning, and before she could skeptically ask how it went, slap a photo of Santa on the table and say, I love you. <laughs> Jay was practicing another version of his explanation speech when the bells of the Catholic Church four blocks over began to strike midnight. It was uncanny. With the first toll, a single snowflake drifted down in front of his face, and with the third, a handful more. And then all at once, the sky opened up, and by the seventh toll, it was dumping huge, fluffy flakes, gently falling straight to the ground. By the twelfth and final bell toll, the entire world was covered in a white blanket. There were several still moments of silence as the snow continued to fall, and then Jay heard them, the faint, clear sound of sleigh bells. Just for a heartbeat, they jingled, and then they stopped. More silence. And then he heard them again, this time lasting for a couple of seconds and clearly coming from one of the roofs across the street. They stopped again as he slowly scanned the shadows. But as he lowered the camera, a third and final jingle of the bells helped him hone in on their source. On Christmas Eve for the rest of his life, it became Jay's tradition, after he had helped his wife tuck in the kids, and then one day the grandkids, to sit in his favorite chair by the fire and look through the sequence of snow-blurred photos he took over the course of those 15 life-changing seconds. <laughs> The graceful movement, the flash of red, the fluff of white, the familiar figure stepping nimbly along the roof line, shouldering a cartoonishly large sack. Before disappearing, the glance back in Jay's direction, the turn, and the one that would always make Jay's spine tingle, the wave. Jay wasn't sure how long he stood there, watching the snow falling, covering the tracks the figure had left when the sound of a door closing somewhere snapped him out of his daze. He took the first breath he could remember taking in hours. And after a moment of reflection, he gathered up his gear, and with a final look over his shoulder, he closed the door to the roof and made his way down the stairwell. He went to the living room and looked at their Christmas tree, still lit, the base now surrounded with presents. He went into his kid's room and watched the covers rise and fall with their breathing. Then he went into his own room, undressed, and slipped into bed alongside his wife. She shifted towards him and sleepily asked how it went. Jay thought for a moment. Then he just said, good. That's nice, she answered. I love you.
Jay pulled her close and lightly kissed her. He was so relieved for his long deception to finally be over that he didn't notice her heart was racing. And his lips were so cold from being outside that he didn't notice that hers were as well. If I made your pain go away, would you forgive me? Then it snows all night, snows all day, but I can't make your pain go away. When the bad news comes, will I bother you again? It's So now we've got one more holiday to go. Now picture, if you will, the exterior of the 22nd floor of a high-rise on Montrose and Lawrence. We can see three windows and a ledge. Behind the middle window rages a nearly perfect New Year's Eve party. People drinking, but not too much. The food is heavenly. The conversation and laughter is so easy. They all genuinely care for one another, and they are excited to see what the new year has in store for them all. Now, the window to the right is open, and a small man is perched on the ledge, considering the darkness below. The window to the left of the party opens, and a rather large woman squeezes out and onto the ledge. Okay. Oh, God, this is it. This time I'm really going to crawl out onto this ledge and and I just can't take another year. I just can't do it anymore. In a mere 22 stories, it will all be over. Goodbye, cruel. Hello? Well, you scared the heck out of me. I'm sorry. You almost made me fall. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I... I mean, I'm just going to jump anyway, I guess. Yeah? Me too. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm going to splatter my guts all over that sidewalk down there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to splatter my guts too. What a neat coincidence. Yeah. 
God, New Year's Eve is the worst. Yeah, tell me about it. And, and those people in apartment 2209 oh. with, with their party every year. I know. Just rub it in that they're having all the fun with all the friends and drinking and dancing, and I'm stuck at home with my mother for a 33rd straight year. Oh, I, I live with my mother, too. Really? Yeah. 30 years in county. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I, I, I did get away to college for a year. College? Where'd you go? Bryn Mawr. Well, isn't that a... Women's wo- college, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom thought that would help me meet girls. Did it? Well, I, I met them. <laughs> Understood. Hey, can I tell you something? Sure. I've never had a boyfriend. Really? Really. And I really want one. But, you know, with Mother's Bunions, well... Oh, oh, that's too bad. Have you ever had a girlfriend? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, No, no. No. I'm lonely. I I just feel like that if someone needed me and if they would love me... It would make it all worthwhile. Right, it would make it all worthwhile. Oh, those people in there. Gosh. I know. Gosh. In there, dancing around. I know. And drinking alcohol. Yuck. Laughing. Oh, it's not funny. So stupid. Dumb. I mean, do you think they really have better lives than we do? Oh, without a doubt. I know. Gosh, I wish I was in there doing all that stuff. That's pretty much why I'm up here ready to fling myself to the traffic below. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fling myself too. I just, I just want to have another life so bad. But since Mama broke her hip, I, oh, I, my mother broke her hip too. Really? Another neat coincidence. Super neat. Huh. They replaced it with a baboon hip. Wow. Yeah. Uh, does she does, does she act different now? Like, I mean, does she like bananas more now? No. Oh, well, that, that's disappointing. I know. Oh, God, I'm so depressed. Uh, me too. You know, the only negative to killing myself tonight is that I just won two tickets to see Weird Al Yankovic, and he's, he's my, my favorite, favorite musician, musician ever! ever. Think, Think of just two white and nerdy. Jinx! <laughs> I mean, he's funny, yeah, but I really appreciate his music, you know? Oh, 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 oh I know, I know. Totally under, uh, underappreciated. Oh, oh, you're nice. You're nice, too. Oh. Uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, I, I, th- I think so. I think we met up here for a reason. Oh, I think it's fate. Oh, yeah, I think maybe it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think someone up there wants us, wants us to commit suicide together. <laughs> No, no. I think maybe we should go on a date together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot better idea. Yeah. Hey, will you come see Weird Al with me? Oh, heck yes. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Can we eat at a Red Lobster? <gasps> heck yes. Oh, God. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Me too. Very much. <laughs> Oh, oh, my name is Sheila. Uh, I live here in 2207. I'm Stan, 2211. It's very, very nice to meet you, Sheila. Stan from 2211? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Stan, I'd better get back inside. 
My mother will worry. No, you're lucky. Mama just tells me to go ahead and jump, because until I manage to put on some weight, I'll just float to the ground. Oh, I like your physique. You do? Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! It's midnight. It is. Do you want to... Yes. Yes, I do. Uh... Uh... Right? Oh, uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, uh, I just have to tell you, I've never kissed a boy before. A dog licked my mouth one time, but I'm pretty sure it's not the same thing. I hope I can do it. I think as long as our adult braces don't stick together, we'll be fine. Just close your eyes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was nice. Happy New Year. This is going to be the best year ever. We'll take a cup of kindness yet for Thank you. Before we let the whole entire night get away from us, let's check in with our Foley artist and announcer, Chad Spear, everyone, working hard all night for us. Yeah, Chad. Chad, is, he's also a solo performer around town, and he does a lot of one-man shows, so he's running one uh, through New Year's, I think, uh, and I'll just give him a moment to plug the show, so plug away, Chad. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Friday and Saturday nights at the Apollo Studio, you can see me in The Gift of the Vagi. Okay, now that's... A, that's not... It's not what you expect from the title, man. <laughs> it's a sweet story about a husband and wife's enduring love. She plans to surprise him with a Brazilian wax, but what she doesn't know is he's spent all their money buying her pubic conditioner. <laughs> See, that's, that's pretty much what I expected it to be, Chad, from... The Time out, of- raved. Who is this man, and what is he doing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh. oh, my goodness, that is... Uh, we've been interrupted. Oh, thank heavens. Um, I, I think uh, someone's trying to Skype with me, and we've never Skyped before, so if we mess it up, you know, you're just going to have Hello? to wait. Is this my hotel? Oh, hey, <laughs> I'm just teasing you, man. I'm not really there. Uh, well, I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old City Life supplement. Okay. I'm talking to you on a computer. Mm. Isn't that just something else? How in the rapscallion did they pull that one off, huh? <laughs> I mean, you can't write this no, stuff. You Only don't. nerds used to do computers. Now even cool guys like me do All right, okay. Now, um, uh, actually... Uh, Rick, uh, could you back up like two feet two from feet? the camera? Two feet from the camera. Just move back just a little uh, bit. Okay. Can you well, hear me now? Yeah, no. <laughs> see, we could always hear you, but we just couldn't see you. No, Rick, don't do <laughs> Rick, that sit down. Sense because I can see you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we can see you. We're just looking at... Please, Rick, just please, for God's sake, just sit down, Rick. Stop banging on your stomach like that. Somebody help, man. He doesn't get how to work the computer. No, it is not my fault. It is you, Rick. Please have a seat. Have a seat. Get your hands out of there. All right. Hey, Rick. Rick Richwald, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, this is our good friend Rick. Hey. Hey. Hi. (laughs) He is from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Lost in the city. He's been 
lost in the city. That's my line. Don't steal it. Yeah, I wasn't going to. Everybody hear me say that, man? Yeah, they heard you. They heard you. Okay, so now lost in the city of Chicago. He has been for a year wandering from this place to that, unable to find his way back to his Red Roof Inn hotel downtown. And his wife and two young children are waiting for him to return. Isn't that right, Rick? It's, oh, it's been a long and winding road, Matt. I oh. have been tested. But my gosh, all the beautiful Christian faces out there well, gives me courage and hope, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that they're all Christians. I wouldn't assume uh, that that's all true. All of them gathered here to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord from <laughs> death. Praise Hosanna in the highest! No, I think that's, I think, Rick, that's Easter that you are thinking of. Which one is this one? Uh, this is Christmas. This is the one where the Christians celebrate birth of Jesus. Uh, Easter is in March or April. Got it? Poor little guy. Oh. Only four months old and he's put to the cross. That ain't right. Put uh, this tiny baby to the cross. You know, as soon as you said it, I was like, I knew. Yeah. You know. You should have. I get them confused. <laughs> Clearly. I, yeah. I should have known that because I just put the dolls up in our yard yesterday. You're... Your yard, Rick, are you at home? Oh, man, I never miss a Rhinelander at Christmas time. You kidding me? The lights, the snow, the hog frosting. I mean, this is the first town that Santa Claus visits in the whole world. Did you know that? Well, no, I didn't know that. That's an, uh, I bet that's an honor, though. Huh? You Rhinelander has more good children per capita on a child-for-child basis uh-huh. per deed than any city in the old United States. <laughs> that doesn't seem true. Anyway, uh, I need to know, how did you finally get home, buddy? This is huge news for us here. Uh, a little bit embarrassed. Uh-huh. Uh, All right. I bit the bullet, and I rented a Grand Cherokee. What? I was waiting, 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 waiting for the... For a favorable rate for something in my range, but I admitted to myself that the price wasn't going to come down into an area that I was comfortable with. Well, so so over the last eleven months, you're you're going to tell me that you've been living on the streets. Mm. You told me that you were eating just garbage for for a long time straight, and this whole time you were waiting on an acceptable <laughs> price on a rental car. Yeah, well, I mean, you make that sound like it's the craziest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it's not good. I didn't get to where I am by blowing money out of my asshole. Uh, you set your rage, you stick to it, or these real guys will walk all over you. I mean, come on. Rick, calm down about the answer, guys. These you guys are crooks. You shut up. And there's one other... There's one other goddamn thing. What's that? I fell What's in love that? with this miserable bastard of a city. <laughs> oh, come on. And me, what a cool place you oh. got there, man. I'm talking about Vietnamese pho restaurants. You ever been to one of those? No, no. I mean, wacky craft fairs. I'm talking gourmet hot dogs. I see people riding bikes and they ain't got no clothes on. <laughs> I mean, that place is awesome, man. Yeah. You know how lucky you are to get to live there? Yeah, I think we do, right? So, Rick, Rick, that's awful nice. You just have to come down and visit us sometime, buddy. I mean... I say all that. I don't got it so bad up here. Either. Yeah. I got a glazed ham in the oven that'll put you on your fucking ass. No. <laughs> I mean, Language. I'm talking about potatoes that'll mash you. <laughs> I mean, it's a great little town. Yeah. I love it here. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, good. great people. As good as you'll find anywhere. In nice. Well, uh, uh, sounds like things have worked out just fine for you there, buddy. So uh, you're just going to have to have dinner with uh, Madge and the kids tonight, right? You're going to have dinner with Madge? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, jeez. What? Oh, boy. Oh, Rick. Oh, boy. No, oh, Rick. No. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, Oh, boy. Oh, I messed this one up. Yeah. Oh, boy. 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 Rick, okay. Rick. Uh, holy cumboli. I'm a sweet doo-doo. Um... Uh, I'm gonna hop in the car. I'll see you in about ten hours, man. So you left him here in Chicago. So you're coming back? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh boy. Now hold on a minute. What the hell am I getting so cheesed about? <laughs> I love that damn town. Yowie! Here comes Santa Claus! Here comes Santa Claus! He's got a treat for everybody! Merry Christmas, you old audience! Merry Christmas, Merry- you old Matt Lyle! Thank you. I'm gonna plant a big old kiss on you when I see you, and you won't be able to stop me! No, I I'm will. coming home, baby! Yowie! <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Calm down. No! No, Rick! Jesus Christ! All right. I think we'll be seeing Rick in person next month. Eh? Oh, God. Well, what did we learn tonight? Besides that Rick has a lot of red hair on his stomach. We learned, uh, I think, that everybody, even Santa Claus, is freaked out over the state of our crazy, chaotic world. And I, I think that we also learned that even when things are at their darkest and you're at your most desperate, you should look around before you jump because you, what you need most might be just down the ledge from you. At least I hope. So raise your drinks if you still got them. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And to a better year. Cheers. Good night, folks. Another transistor gig Record people just ain't my type They only like you if you draw a million every night And play sober It ain't about how cute you are or even how well you play the guitar It's all about the business What a goddamn shame Well, my song here's just about done Most of our lives, they've just begun If I have one thing to say, 
Let's have a good time every day Cause either way it's another day lost oh.